Yo, what's happening? This is the Real Talk, Real Walk family, and we are back in the building with another episode. Another episode full of greatness. Another episode full of stardom. Mm-mm-mm. Another episode full of more character and energy. Mm. Another episode full of da da da. Hallelujah. Another episode full of knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. What else? <laughs> Another episode where we encourage you to bring out your Bible. Yes. <laughs> Back with myself, Cab. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And it's Aurea. You forgot Anisha Girl Aura. I have to change it. it. No, I have to change it because my mom cussed me. She <laughs> <laughs> came to my house the other day. I know she's going to listen to this, so it's even good. Let me expose her. <laughs> she came to my house the other day and she was making fun of the way I do the intros. And I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what did she, what did she say? She was like, oh, when you do your intros, like, is your girl Aura? No, I hear that still, man. Sometimes switch it up small, small. Shout out, Bob Z. what's going on? This sounds different. Orange changing on the dress. Oh, how are you two anyway? Yeah, man. We're trying. We're moving. We're managing, yeah. That yeah. sounds so afar. We're alive. <laughs> Bless God. God is good. No, honestly, that's, this that's time literally what my mom says to me all the time. Oh, in this time of corona, you have to, man. Just have to be like, thank God. I hear that. I hear that. All the motives are cancelled now and all that. Right. Six man on. <laughs> You're very fortunate, bro, that you did your own. <laughs> bro, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking, I'm so glad I already done a barbecue, bro. Fab. All out of the way. Fab. That one is done, done and dusted. Nothing for the end of the year. So I see. I can chill to 2021 now. Trust me. Trust me. Ah, bless God. Back to the grind. <laughs> but listen, this is a quick one today. Let's have a quick chat in and around ties, man. Okay. Um, I think it's probably one of them conversations that I think, yeah, we probably do need to need to have. Mm-hmm. I don't really think it's a it's a big one that we can that we need to drag out to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um so just just coming straight in, what are your lot's thoughts on times? Obviously we've spoken like off off air and whatnot, but what are, what are you lot's views <laughs> in and around ties? Do you think ties should be paid? Should it be ten percent? The people that have the issue with 10%, why is it an issue? Um, what are the churches doing with tithes? Obviously, we're in the middle of corona right now, so the buildings are closed. Where's the money going? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what's your views on the, on the whole tithes thing right now? And I know Aura said she had an interesting view, so I want to hear what she's got to say. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, right? Nobody should take what I'm saying as gospel, but this is just my opinion based on scriptures that I've studied and what I've read And I don't necessarily think that you need to pay a tithe. I don't think it's a biblical requirement. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. What I mean by that is I think that giving is absolutely biblical. And I think that everybody should give to the church just because the church very much relies on its congregants in order to run. So if you're not giving to the church, they literally can't keep the lights on. So Mm -hmm. I do think that everybody should be giving. Mm -hmm. My issue is the 10% figure. Now, I think a lot of people use 10% as a benchmark because mm-hmm. of scriptures in the Old Testament where they talk about giving 10%. However, if you talk about the New Testament covenant, I don't necessarily think that you have to give 10%. I give 10% because so no one can at me. I do give 10% and I do pay my tithe because 
I think it's a it's a reasonable and a good benchmark to use. However, in the future, if I was really struggling financially, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with I've never done it before, even when we were getting married, like I still paid my tithe. And I think it's just because I'm a bit legalistic with that thing. I need to kind of get rid of that in my mind. But in the mm. future, if I if I was struggling financially, I wouldn't have a problem with reducing the amount that I give to the church. Now, mm. if you want reducing from ten percent, yeah. Yeah, from ten percent. Like I would if I was really, really struggling, like I might give five percent. I might even just give what I can, even if it's not even up to five percent. Mm. But I mean, if you want me to get into scripture, I can get into scriptures. But um we can leave that to pastor, either or. But yeah, that's just what my opinion is on tithes. No, I mean, you come throw small, small scriptures there. So with regards to giving, I do think that um, that's absolutely biblical. And I think we don't really, as Christians, have an excuse to not give. Some people, Mm. the thing is, the scriptures that I'm going to use, they don't even necessarily say give to the church. So like, Mm. some people might choose to give to charity. However, like I said, I do think practically and logically it makes sense to give to the church because Mm -hmm. they physically can't run if people are not giving. Mm -hmm. So even if it's like you want to give 5% to the church and then 5% to charity, or if you want to give 10% to church and maybe give another 5% or 6% to charity, Mm -hmm. like however people want to split it up, I think that's a personal decision. But if you look at, say, scriptures in Corinthians where the Bible says, like, you know, each one must give as he has decided in his heart. So that's what that that's why I was saying that's not a 10% stipulation. That's whatever you choose to give. Now, mm. like I said, I have decided to give 10% because I think that's a reasonable benchmark. But it says mm-hmm. not reluctantly or under compulsion. Do this. Um sorry, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7. So each one must give as he has decided in his heart. Mm. So um I'm gonna try and like break each bit down. So that's why I was saying it doesn't have to be 10%. Mm. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. So Again, that's where I would say that if I personally was in a financial struggle, I might not necessarily choose to give that 10%. Because for me to do that, if I physically couldn't afford it, then I think it would be under compulsion. Mm. And then it says, for God loves a cheerful giver. So I think you should give, and I think we should happily give to the church. Mm. And I think we should give, it should be a thing of joy, mm-hmm. but the numbers and how you do it, it shouldn't, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be 10%. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was, I was going to ask you, Ari, where do you personally think this 10% has come from? I think that comes from the scriptures in Leviticus. I can get it up because I think... Oh, no. Um, is it the, a tenth of the produce of the land with a grain of fruit is the Lord's and it's holy? Yeah, is that exactly. The one you're yeah, exactly. So that's the one. Um, and that was an Old Testament um, scripture. And then if you look at Matthew 23, verse 23 as well, I think this is Jesus um, talking to the Pharisees and he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin. So I guess, again, the tithe, that scripture there refers to the 10%. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where, where people say the whole 10% thing. And like I said, I, I don't have a problem with that percentage. What about Matthew? What, sorry? That was Matthew 23, 23 verse 23. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then um, I just have one more scripture as well, which is 1 Corinthians 16, verse 2, where it says, On the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he as he may prosper, so that there will be no collecting when I come. Again, there you can see, I do think the tithe should be like the first thing that comes out of your um, salary. You should, as soon as you, the money drops, like take out what you're going to start giving. 
there it says it there. Again, sorry. I think it should be the first thing that comes out of your salary. So where it's oh, the yeah, because oh sorry, one Corinthians sixteen verse two. Oh, okay, cool. So where it says on the first day of every week, obviously we um we get paid monthly. Well, so most of us, some people get paid weekly, but I kind of take that to mean like that should be the first thing that comes out. Set aside what you're going to give to the church. Look at it as that's God's money, and then the rest of your income, then budget that accordingly Ooh. as you would do anyway. Yeah, no, I hear that. Just to add to that as well, Proverbs 3 9 is basically in the same light. It says, uh, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Um, so I definitely think this alludes to that same scripture of giving the first fruit. Yeah, definitely, um, exactly. So obviously the the first thing that kind of comes out of your account. Um Eman, what's what's your or, or your views on, on this as well as the scriptures mentioned? Um so i I mean I comp- I hear what, what Aura is saying and I definitely respect that view. As for me, I still do I do pay tithes. Um I just see it as um I see it as a principle that I want to live my life by. Um tithing for me when um by the way, I also want to say this: tithing is not a hill to die on. Um, At all. And I think that, and I think that believers who break that one down for me. Tithing is not a hill to die on. Um, it's not an elementary or primary um, component of the gospel, and so this is not something that Christians should slaughter each other on or kill each other on. Um, I, I, I don't see it as something that will take someone to heaven or take someone to hell. Um, if they if they don't give a t- if they don't give their tithes or if they do, however, giving I believe as Ores said, um, giving is is stated you know many times in the New Testament. But for me, why why I do mine is one, um, and I know those that anyway I, anyway I'm not here to to worry about the the people that um, don't do it. My thing about tithing is that for me, we see tithing um, in Genesis in the book of Genesis where. Um, Abraham gives um, a, a tithe, so ten percent of his of an offering or, or a gift to God out of his income. He gives it to a high priest called Melchizedek. Um, and Melchizedek, when you break down the word, it just means the King of Righteousness. Um, Melchizedek is um, in in theology would be described as a type of Christ. Um, Hebrews 7 talks about it, how Jesus is of the order of Melchizedek. So he's a high priest. Um, and the Bible s- describes in Hebrews that Jesus is our high priest. And so Abraham does something very symbolic. Prior to that time, there's nothing in the scriptures to suggest that um, God instructed Abraham to give Melchizedek this this 10%. Um, the Bible just says Abraham decides in his heart that he was going to give Melchizedek this 10%. So he does so. And I believe that as we, the Bible says in Galatians that we are children of Abraham. We are, we are descendants of Abraham. And so father, even though we're under the new covenant, we're still under the family of Abraham. Um, and we see Abraham give to a type of Christ, a theophany, some would call it in theology. And so in the new Testament, um, I, I believe that it's, for us, it's it becomes a reality in the sense that it's not just, and I want people to hear me on this one, it's not just our money. It's the gifts that God has given us, we ought to give the best of it back to God. So now when people are arguing over money, I'm like, 
we're under we're under the new covenant. There's more like there's like people think that like even if you don't agree with tithing, that's fine. But under the new covenant, like there's it's a great it's a greater covenant. Like it's not just oh yeah, well I don't have to pay t- I, I don't have to pay tithes anymore. No, there's the gift like there's the gift that God has given of salvation, and so we ought to as a response to our love to God, we ought to give because He first gave to us. We ought to love because He first loved us. We ought to give because our Father first gave. We ought to serve because our Father first served us. <clears throat> so when people are like, oh, I don't need to give, I don't bloody bloody blah. I'm not. No 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 no. There's no way in the scripture that suggests that. That even if you don't want to give 10%, there's no way in scripture that suggests that you should be stingy, hoard money and not give. You have people have an issue with giving to church. Okay, that's fine. Or people will argue that in the Old Testament, in Leviticus, when God finally does give an instruction that Israel must give a tithe, then people are like, oh, there were different types of tithes and stuff like that. Okay, that's fine. That's cool. But for me, what I see before before that context before the context of Leviticus what I see is Abraham giving a tithe we don't see him giving like three four tithes um like Leviticus says or giving different tithes he just gives a tithe same with G- Jesus gives a sacrifice and so for people that um you know the people that say well Jesus gave us that we don't have to give anything no that's not true that is not true it's not just it's not just about money and it's not just about oh giving my wealth or whatever now as roman 12 says we give our bodies as a living sacrifice and our bodies represent everything that pertains to us so my life my family the my businesses everything that i have it belongs to god the best of it belongs to god so that's my mind that's my mindset towards it and i just feel like a tithe 10% is a principle do you know that their full churches pay full time staff you know that churches have to buy equipment. You know that there's loads of stuff. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. There's loads I don't of stuff. Understand things why that church- people really struggle to like with the concept of giving to the church. I don't know why it really gets on people. Like it grinds people. It, no, you know, it might come down to people's financial situations. Potentially, it could come. It could come. It could come down to stubbornness. But I think most importantly, it's definitely financial stewardship here that right. we probably do look into. Yeah, I but think. no That's one good. says, oh, like, oh, why are you giving your money to Oxfam? Do you not know Oxfam have funded some very questionable things, but no one ever says, oh, why do we give our money to Oxfam? But <laughs> the church? It's like, why are you paying the church? What's the church doing with your money? This, do you question what Oxfam is doing with no, everything this, that they get? It's a lovely point that you brought up. People probably expect, people probably expect churches, pastors, leaders to be able to fund the ministry and churches by themselves exactly. from their and I think job. that is a wild assumption because not nothing functions by itself without people putting money into it. Doesn't make a- sense to me. Abs- absolutely. And the Bible the Bible even says that like in First Corinthians nine, I believe, it says in the same way, like God commands those who proclaim the gospel, those that preach the gospel, they should get their living by the gospel. So those who are those who are serving God in full time ministry or you know some sort of ministry capacity, they're serving God's people. That's how they should not to manipulate the people, but that's how they make their earnings. So I know some people will say, "Oh, under the old covenant, it was just for the Levites." Look, in it is it's the same like the church as a a, a local church body, right? It takes a lot of things t- to run. Like there are bills to be paid for those that have buildings. You mm. pay electricity, you pay mm. gas, you pay the stuff, you pay for the equipment that you're going to be using and stuff like that. And as well as ch- loads of churches has have charitable um, 
charitable uh, means by which they serve the community or serve people in their churches. How exactly do you think that they're able to serve people without you giving? The pe- you know, I, think, I definitely think, I mean, I'm, I'm keen to think that the majority of Christians give to the church. Yeah. I think that people, most of people's issues is in and around time. Okay. And so in and around paying the 10% for anybody listening that might not know exactly what a tithe is, it's essentially 10% of your earnings. Yeah. I think that potentially might be what some Christians issues are. Yeah. I fail to, I fail to believe people have an issue with giving to the church. Cause like you said, we all know what the churches, what churches need to do financially. Yeah. And that's irrespective of things like missionary, even just things like they need to do within their own church, like rent, lighting, uh, mortgage, if it's mortgage, for example, yeah. um, aim for the chairs, equipment, mm-hmm. <coughs> all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. I think it might be tithing that people have the issue with. Well, I mean, like even with what you said, for example, look at bigger churches that have like TV, um, either TV stations or TV broadcasts and stuff like that. If you know how much it costs to, to maybe put, to, to put a recording, like a 30 minute recording on a radio station. Do you know, it costs, all these things cost a lot of money. So I think when that's people, slightly different though. Mm, no, not really. Because, no, because I feel like some people have issues with mega churches because then they'll say something like, well, why does a church need to be on TV? I mean, I'm just trying uh, to, I'm no, just no, trying no, to no, 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 no. It's not my personal opinion. I'm just trying to preempt okay, what people okay. listening might be thinking like, for ex- some people, especially a mega church, like yeah. a lot of people will be like, you don't need mega churches. They're, you don't need one church that has 1,000 plus members and they're broadcasting their services on TV. Smaller churches, the local church, that's kind of like what they should be doing. Well, let's 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 be practical here, right? Like you have, you have, oh, yeah. you have. Just to jump in before you go, yeah. Iman, yeah, just to add on to that, yeah. With mega churches, a lot of people have issues with pastors flying around in jets. Yeah. Where certain drip right um oh yeah not only orange pine but i'd factor in all of that as well yeah i hear that that's not an issue i think it's more so people because i feel like it's people's issue with mega churches and not necessarily like if you have an issue with a mega church fine fantastic i get some churches have uh, you know taken advantage of people you know their leaders are, are living lavish lavish lifestyles with people's money you know you know um like just um, being crooked with their funds or whatever, but that's not every mega church. The point is this, that still the point is the message of the gospel, the Christian message still needs to be on media platforms. Like we have Apple music, we have Spotify. Why do we still have MTV and BBC one extra on, on sky digital and Virgin or whatever. The point is that the message that, or the agenda that we're trying to push should still be on the airwaves, even though this is a bit different from the topic that we're talking about. The point is that it's still, we still need to be represented in different spheres and spaces. And those things cost, it costs, it costs a lot of money. Even for example, something like Premier Gospel, it costs loads of money like to keep them on the air. And so that's why they require people's donations, people's support and stuff like that. So when people are like, oh, why do why do we need to give to church? You have to understand that the church, if, if the church ought to be effective in society, it's not going to be just effective by you going to your prayer meeting and your Bible study and you tweeting a couple of verses, you know, every day on your Twitter page. There's different avenues and different means whereby the gospel needs to be propagated. And so even if your issue is tithing 10%. Okay, cool. Why are you still not giving? Because I find that the people that have an issue with tithing, a lot more of the, a, a lot more of them have issued uh, some of the, anyway, let me not say a lot more of them, but because in my context, I've seen a lot of them, but maybe not everywhere. 
I see a lot of people, they don't even give anyway. So if you're not giving, you shouldn't be involved in this conflict. Unfortunately, no, my opinion is your your opinion is not your your view is not is not important in this matter. Because if you're not giving, if you're not supporting what's going on for the kingdom, then I don't need your view. Yes, you've yeah, been yeah. hurt. Yes, you've been some people think, um, for example, back to this issue of churches broadcasting stuff on TV and you've got mega yeah. churches. They're like, well, I'm giving my money for you to continue broadcasting on, on TV, but then there's poor people in your congregation who can't afford to pay their rent. Yeah, but then at the same... Well, that makes sense, yeah. Okay, go But on. then if you look at, like, for example, Mike Todd, for example, I mean, uh, you might correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if he has a mega church or if Bishop Jakes is a mega church. Yeah. It might be... Any, anything, is like, anything that's like a thousand plus is, is deemed as a mega church. So yeah, Mike oh, Todd, sure. Mike Todd has a mega church. Oh, my Todd has a mega church. If we just think about how many people's lives he's influenced just in this quarantine alone, mm. by people being able to watch him on YouTube, for example. Yeah. So that probably shows the importance of how these mega churches they still need to be broadcasted. But but and even they it, still give as well. Like Mike Todd, haven't yeah, you seen no, the past? Yeah. No, that's that's exactly what okay, I was going to say. Go through, go through, go through. Even his his church alone shows the importance of giving mm-hmm. because of how much money he's raised. Well, his church has raised mm-hmm. one not only to buy up the building, but somebody can argue they don't. A church don't need to own their own building. That's their own business. Fair play. <laughs> let's, let's remove that one in it. Their ability to be able to tend to all the families that they tended to, giving out so many um, cars, so many homes, giving out so much cash, paying for people's university fees and so forth. I can't remember how much money they, they gave, but within that series, they really did give out a lot of money mm-hmm. and they could only do that from donations from the church. Mm-hmm. So it just shows the importance of of giving. It shows, it shows how important it is for us to be able to contribute to ministries. Obviously, it's easy for the mega churches. I mean, if churches that weren't as big as Mike Todd, so if a lot of these local churches were able to do the things that Mike Todd's church was doing, then a lot of us would probably be in a better place. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just a great example of of how us giving does have a massive influence on our community, our community and within our church. I don't negate Oris' point, though. You can definitely have a mega church and there's, there's some sisters or brothers in the church that are still struggling mm-hmm. to, to pay nappies for their little ones. Mm-hmm. A hundred. 100. But obviously, we just wouldn't know about that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think like, someone like Matt Todd's not going to come out and say, oh, look, this family, they're, they're poor, even though the rest of the church is rich. We're only going to show forth the people that we're giving money to. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I we just can only... that it rubs, it can rub people up the wrong way. Don't get me, like I said, in what way? In what like way? I'm, I'm a proper like tithe hater, but like I said, I do pay my tithe and, and I think giving is absolutely essential. But I just think people who might have issues with giving to the church. They might be looking from the, from the outside, looking in from the perspective of, oh, the pastor, like you said, he's got X, Y, Z, he's driving around this nice car, he's broadcasting on TV. Meanwhile, you don't know in that area how many, especially, for example, a church, let's say a mega church that's in the heart of, I don't know, let's say somewhere like Chelsea because Chelsea's got like a massive rich-poor divide. Mm-hmm. If the pastor has got all this money and he's doing up private jet, or even if he's not, like he's got a nice car and he's wearing nice shoes, he's, he's got the best tailored suit from Savile Row or whatever. But then in his, his church is in an area where there's so many people who, who can't afford to pay their bills or need food banks, et cetera, et cetera. I think optically, like from a PR perspective, like the optics are off. I get that, but I feel like I, I feel like the church gets a lot more stick. And, and in some cases, rightly so, because we see how... Um, we see how church leaders are are taking a mick with people and you know taking advantage advantage of people um or especially of, of people that are vulnerable and stuff like that but 
in in other scenarios like people work for bosses that drive these big cars and whatever and they live the, the fancy lifestyles you don't complain you get your salary and you go home and you do what you do you yeah, don't know no, what your boss does but then at the same time there's information available and i feel like at the same time as because because i know some people might be like no that's a wrong you know example the point i'm trying to make is that information is there there are like on a lot of church websites or on a lot of church like churches that are registered as charities and stuff like that you can go on chat like you did it for spac if you did it for spac you can do it for other churches and that's i feel like sometimes we're a bit too fast to say x y and z sometimes just use a bit of common sense go on charity commission or go on um you know maybe uh, the the church website and s- check their accounts and see what they use it for before you before you start saying that the leadership and the pastors are stealing sometimes you'll find out that it's it's got nothing to do with the church members the pastors are just well off because they've got businesses and stuff like that and you will also find out that the pastors have charitable like they've got charities themselves they're doing work in africa they're doing work in their local communities and just because you're not seeing that the community is thriving or um you know just because there's a disparity or wealth disparity in the local area doesn't mean that people are not doing stuff and that's where we have to be very careful so even if you even if you are a tithe hater at least do your research, at least do your due diligence before you write something off. And I just feel like, even if you don't want, my point today is this, if anyone is hearing what I've got to say, my point is this, even if you don't want to tithe, giving is so important. And that's why I hear you on your point, um, where Aura was making a point early that, you know, maybe if I lose my job or whatever, I'm not um, able, you know, I'm not, you know, I've, I've lost my job or I don't have any income or whatever, and you can't give. That's fine. God absolutely understands whatever you can give. Like God is not going to, oh, because you didn't give 10% this week or this month that I'm going to, you know, strike with a curse, like it says in Malachi. And some people still preach that. I don't necessarily believe that. I don't believe that we're under a curse. But I do believe that out of God's kindness towards us, out of God's love towards us, out of God's care towards us, that as a response, that we equally give. And when we give, when you think about, like the song says, when I feel, when we think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, mm-hmm. my soul rejoices when you think of the goodness of god towards you you won't even think oh 10 oh 10 percent is much no you will want to give god more anyway that's why in the book of acts it said that people gave their their, they gave their livelihoods people gave their real estate more than 10 percent. people gave their their ap's their rollies people gave their their dior and their chanel bags to the apostles and said look use this use this so people and then the poor people that didn't have as much they gave what they could so it's not even if you say even if you say like tithing is not your thing fine fantastic i don't need to argue i don't need to fight with you but are you a giver is your heart kind are you are are you one who gives to the poor because as the bible says if you give to the poor it's as though you're giving to god and that's why i said the principle of these rich people that are given to the poor the principle is not based on whether you're a christian or not it's are you given to the poor and so we're seeing unbelievers given to the poor and we're seeing that they're increasing in their wealth so i'm not here to preach i'm this is not maybe we'll do a topic on the prosperity gospel whatever this isn't prosperity gospel this is are you a giver are you a giver because you understand that your father is a giver, your Lord and savior mm-hmm. is a giver. The, the Holy spirit of God that lives inside of you is a giver of counsel of knowledge of wisdom. How can you not be a giver? How can you be selfish? It just, it's just an oxymoron with, with the, with the Christian faith. So that's where mm-hmm. I, that's where I stand. And I just hope that, you know, 
people don't kill themselves over tithing. Even if you don't tithe, just be a giver. That's 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 where I start. I think with the giving thing as well, I think it's not only just about giving to your local church, but even if you can give to the, your community, yeah. friends, family, especially our parents as well. Um, I know sometimes, you know, some young ones have an issue with giving to their parents. They feel like we shouldn't be giving or contributing to the rent or mortgage and so forth. And I think sometimes it probably kind of shows where our heart is a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, but let's not just focus on just giving to the church because we can give in multiple places mm-hmm. um, with with the people around us and so forth, whether it's, you know, even partners or whoever it may be, but just having that heart for giving because we don't know who's going to need it. Um, it's definitely something that we should be doing as Christians. But like you man said, even non-Christians as well, man, it should just be something that we should be doing naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we probably, we argue too much in and around, should we be paying tithes? Should we pay 10% or not? Mm-hmm. I think if we just have an understanding and, and all agree that we should be giving, I think it makes these sort of conversations a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, because look, everyone here pays tithes in it. So there's, 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 we don't necessarily need to have a lot of debate about tithing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I think a lot of the time, it's it's our financial stewardship and our money management that kind of can be the issue sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think if if a lot of us all have the heart, not saying we all don't, but if a lot of us all have the heart of giving, I think it'll probably smoothen these conversations and we won't really be debating. I mean, having conversations is great, but I think when we're debating certain things, that's when it be, kind of comes a bit a, a, a little bit questionable, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. Amen. I agree. No, I agree a hundred percent. Um, there's the, we don't uh, let's we don't need to be legalistic about this, but be convicting in your heart that you know I, what I would say. What I would say on top of um what you have said, bro, is um I would say make make it a point of of priority to to help your local fellowship though, um because they they serve you they they honor you, they, they give and pour into you so much that it would be dishonorable to, to bypass them and give to someone else. I mean, if the Lord lays it on your heart to give to someone else, um, then do so. But I, I would say first start off at your local church, honor them, honor what God is, is, is doing through them. And so I, I'm, I'm sure both of you go to churches where they're very transparent about their finances mm. and very transparent about what they do in the community or, or around the world or in terms of missions and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you know where your money is going because they're accountable. And so even for us at city worship, we do that as well. Like we, um, we every every couple of months we give the guys an update of where the money is going what we spent on xyz so that transparency shows them that look we're not taking advantage we are using it for the right purposes we're using it to glorify god we're using it to serve you guys we're using it to serve the community as well and so i believe that if more church leaders did that it would bring it will cause the level of skepticism about um you know giving to god or giving to the church or whatever you know um, it, it would, I, I believe personally, it would bring that level of skepticism down. And for those that say, well, God doesn't need the money. Well, the church does. <laughs> and, we are the, and we are the body of Christ. We need it to push this message. We need to push the agenda of the scriptures. And so if we don't have it, look, like there's so many kingdom initiatives that are are trying to push through right now. But because we're not supporting or because we're not giving or because we're being selfish, like many are struggling and look, we're living in a day and age right now, right? Where on social media, people are setting up GoFundMes for even trivial reasons. 
and people are giving them thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of pounds. I definitely do think when we do talk about giving, we usually, when I say we, I mean like the body, we usually focus on on financially. Yeah. Um, I know we spoke about service in one of our previous episodes, so we don't really need to touch on, upon that too much. But I definitely do agree. We do need to give in whatever way we can, um, not just financially. We can give our time. We can give our support. Um, we can give several different things. Obviously, money is probably one of the big ones within church because we know that um, time is not going to pay the rent or pay the mortgage or pay the electricity bill. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, the money is obviously a realistic one that we can't get away from. If not, then pastor's gonna have to have church at home. Where even that, you gotta pay your rent at home. To be fair, so wherever you, wherever you go, you gotta give money. Um, but I definitely do believe in like yeah, giving like time, energy, and all the other things that are not financially are probably equally as important mm-hmm. uh, because obviously we we do need to to support our brethren and obviously help each other out. All uh, right, before we close, Eamon, have a scripture ready. I've, but, um, I've, yeah, I've got one. To, to give us some of our voice before we depart today. All right. Oh, sorry. I thought you said, <laughs> I thought you said Eamon to give a scripture. I'm so sorry I got distracted. What did you want me to do? Give us, just need to give us, voice. Give us wrinkles before Eamon oh, gives a scripture. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, to be honest, I think I was quite vocal in the beginning and I tried to get all my points across. The one thing I didn't say, which you guys said at the end, is about the importance of giving not just money, but your time. And that's not necessarily mm. also just to the local church, but in terms of creating fellowship. Um, mm-hmm. So that's guests that come to the church, people like whatever skills you have, you can sow them um, in any way. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say, really. That's good. Sweet. Amen. Yeah. Before we close, me, one, bro. Just the one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, no, just I'm one. Just, just, bro. I'm being super quick. You even know why? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, Second Corinthians nine eleven. You'll be enriched in every single. Sorry, you will be enriched in every way to be generous. In every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. So it simply mean that God means that God will provide for you in in every single way. Um, so that you can be a vessel of blessing. So the Bible basically says that God blesses you so that you can be a blessing to others. Um, and and this will produce thanks given to God. So I encourage you, as I've said before, just be a giver. Um, that's what that's what the Bible encourages us to do, and that's what the New Testament New Testament instructs us to do. Excellent. Sounds good. Perfect. Right, guys, we've been a Real Talk Real Walk family. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your time. Uh, feel free to use up the hashtag RTRW podcast. Let us know your thoughts. Do you give? Do you not? Why? Why not? Um, and we'll see you in the next episode. See ya.